Hi, I'm Rebecca Sparrow and welcome to Team Girls in 10, powered by Suncorp and their Team Girls Initiative, which is all around creating a nation of confident girls. I'm working with Suncorp to bring you this series where I'll discuss some of the things currently influencing teenage girls and their confidence and what you can do about it as parents and family to support them and build their confidence. This episode is all about sleep, and my special guest today is Madonna King. She's a columnist. She's also the author of Being 14, Helping Fierce Teens Become Awesome Women. And she's the mum of two girls. Hi, Madonna. Hi, Beck. Now, let's get straight into it, because I know that stacks of parents come up to me all the time, and teachers, I must say, and talk to me about the fact that They've got girls in grades seven, eight, nine who are, they find them texting it or messaging their friends at 10 o'clock at night. So let's have a chat about bad sleeping habits of our Australian teenagers. Yeah, so look, even if we just take texting out of the equation at the, at the moment, seven in every 10 14-year-old girls gets insufficient sleep. Uh, most of them get fewer than eight hours when every scientist says nine hours needs to be the minimum. About one in six teenagers only sleeps for five hours. And like that might seem a few hours, but for an average young teenager in those years, you say, 30 minutes of missed sleep actually records a measurable IQ difference of up to 10 points. So, you know, parents are saying, you know, they've got to do well at school and they've got to study and, you know, know, they're working really hard. We're paying this money in school fees, but what they're not realising is because their children are tired, they're not actually doing the best on the exams. And that, that is actually a B becoming a C. So if your child is tired, a B becomes a C. And wow. if I can just explain how the scientists yeah, explain sure. it to me, is if you have an algebra test and you're in year seven or eight or nine next week, so you learn it today, you come home tonight, and if you have nine hours sleep, that goes into your short-term memory. So if your exam's tomorrow, you can ace it. If you don't have nine hours sleep tomorrow, it doesn't transfer from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. So it doesn't matter how much study you do, unless you get those two consecutive nine hours sleep, what you learn in class doesn't translate to your long-term memory. And that's where that saying comes from, I guess, in one ear and out the other. Oh, Madonna. That's so incredible. Just... Hearing you break it down like that of of what is happening when, when they're missing out on a few hours and the diff, you know dropping from a B to a C and, and not being yeah. able to embed that, what they're learning at, at school or in their study, that's massive. Well, and, you know, that the opportunities we give our children are fantastic compared to the opportunities you and I had. Growing up in Roma and Dolby, there wasn't rowing or yeah. tennis or hockey. Or, yeah. <laughs> now our children can do all of those, plus play the violin, do theatre, do whatever. And a consequence of that is they're grabbing those opportunities, which is wonderful, but they have so many extracurricular activities. Add on to that the blue screen of social media, and when do they actually fit in those nine hours of consecutive sleep? So, and that's the problem. And, and so, Madonna, so what is causing this lack of sleep. So you're saying you think it's we're over-scheduling our kids possibly or they're taking on so many more activities and it's devices and so is that it, social media? Yes, I think it's easily to blame social media and social media is a big factor and sleep physicians 
you know, describe how many texts that our kids are sending their friends. You know, I think it's an average of 100 a night in some areas. Mm. And um, they're doing that up to 3 a.m. in the morning in some instances. But we've kind of discussed that and the need to have their phones outside the bedroom. What we haven't discussed is what parents can do in concrete terms other than that. And one of those is is limit the number of extracurricular activities we allow our children to try at any one time. So, you know, we talk about how we can help our children and there's there's some things we can't do. You know, it breaks my heart that we can't pick their friends. Yeah. <laughs> it breaks my heart that we can't actually, you know, pick them up and we, we shouldn't pick them up at every fall. And there's things that we can't do. But things that we can can do as parents uh, help them get a good night's sleep. You know, one sleep physician said to me now, in some year nine classes around Australia, they've introduced sleep hygiene. So oh, thinking, wow. That? And this is, they go through. So, you know, uh, let's start an hour before you go to sleep, you clean your teeth or maybe have a hot Milo and then clean your teeth and then maybe you'd put on some music you make sure there's no TV, there's no phone in your room, the screen goes off. Is there a book that you really like that makes you feel good? Well, why don't you read that now for half an hour? And then you may keep the music on as you go to sleep or turn it off. And the idea that you're, you're teaching that in year nine seems to me akin to teaching someone in year nine how to tie their shoelaces. Mm. As parents, if we need to be able to take that control of those hours. So, Madonna, for the parents who are listening now and in the car, I know there's going to be tweens and teens listening with their parents, what are three sleep tips that you would give that family to start tonight? Well, I would elevate sleep as a priority. Mm. If you think having veggies for dinner is important, think that sleep is at least as important. And if that's the first factor, how do you actually implement that? Is it removing a device from a bedroom? Is it developing a sleep hygiene pattern where the family sits around and has a cup of tea or you might just sit with your teenager and have a, have a hot chocolate and then wind down and then send them to bed? Mm. Um, and the third thing is why are they not getting enough sleep? Is it because of the number of extracurricular activities and does that need to be looked at? Absolutely. That would be my three, three top points. I Ab- think. Absolutely. And, you know, I've started setting myself a, a bedtime alarm. So instead of just having a, an alarm to get up in the morning, I set myself a reminder now of to start winding down. So I think it's those kind of things that Do we you know, can... <laughs> you know Libby Trickett, yes. the former Olympian? She does the same. Yeah. She knows she needs sleep to be healthy, but sometimes she'll start watching TV and it'll get really exciting so she's got actually an alarm goes off. So it's just, what's that alarm? Oh, sorry, I've got to go to bed now. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a terrific thing. That's it. I think. Listen, thank you. You have been absolutely uh, brilliant today. The the advice that you have and, and information that you have just shared with us I think is so important. And every family, we, we do need to start making sleep a priority parents, for, for adults as setting the tone and, and as role models and for the kids we need to start taking it um, more seriously because we can talk to the cows come home about kids paying attention and getting up earlier in the morning and 
and getting better grades or whatever, but if they're not getting enough sleep, we're behind the eight ball to start with. So thank you, Madonna. Thank you so much for being part of this series. My pleasure, Beck. Thanks for listening to Team Girls in 10, powered by Suncorp and their Team Girls initiative. Subscribe to the Team Girls website, www.suncorp.com.au slash teamgirls for more information. And don't forget to hashtag Team Girls and tag Suncorp in your Team Girls posts.